When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at The Coffee Breakup with Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. I do understand that. But if you could leverage good debt in order to make money, that makes sense. And I think that's where you got to be careful with Dave Ramsey's teachings. Because if you can understand the difference between good debt and bad debt, then you're going to understand how to make money and how to make it work for you. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's funny because it all started going to school. I was in economics class and then... uh, this guy was he was speaking about something like equilibrium and whatnot, and I'm a very critical thinker uh-huh. and I'm, I'm very logistical, so I'm thinking, wait a minute, because my whole life when I was young, I'm thinking, I got to be a doctor, right? Because that's when you're a kid, you're like a Hispanic, right. you got to be a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, and uh, I thought that that was it. At a young age, you know, I thought, you know, I, I knew, I told myself, I'm gonna be rich, I'm gonna make very a lot of money, I'm not gonna be in the same position that I am today, mm-hmm. and. Um, took a class and then figured out what a caliber was and math. And it was like, wait a minute, if I go ahead and I'd be a physician, you know, spend eight to 10 years of my life, not making any money. Yeah. Um, go through a bunch of student loan debt on top of that. And then I started looking up, okay, well, what does a general physician make? You know, and they're anywhere from like the mid one hundreds to 200,000. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> that, you know, I told myself at a very young age, cause I knew what money was. Cause when you don't have it, you come to conclude, you know what it is. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and I was like, man, that's just not, that was not what I wanted at such a young age. And I'm like, there has to be another way. There's definitely a way, you know, because I, I figured 10 years of invested in my time, which everyone True. tells you time is the most valuable thing. Yeah. yeah. And come to conclude it is. And, and I've, I've, as I got older and more wiser, I'm like, damn, that it could not be any more true because if I would just been guided to this earlier, I can't even imagine where I would be today, yeah. you know, and it's okay if everyone has their own ways, journeys of learning and whatnot, but, sure. um, man, so yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm like, there has to be a way. So, um, 
it all, you know, I didn't know because that's the thing. Everybody's like, there has to be a way. What is it? I just didn't know. I just knew there was something else, right? And I used to be, funny enough, like you guys are now, you know, in production and all that. I used to be in production and I thought maybe that was it, you know? So I tried that and I was always on the road, you know, and, and, um, always on the road and I looked at other people's, you know, other, the other like coworkers or people that were ahead of me. And I'm like, well, how's their life? You know? And then I'm like, after some time, I'm like, no, this is not, that was not my definition of success. That is not my definition of what I wanted in my life. Yeah. So then I came back home and oddly enough, I, I quit my job doing production. Okay. Uh, but with I, nothing lined up? Nothing. Just, I just like, this is, I'm young. I'm at college. So I was like, okay. Yeah. It's not like I'm a yeah. grown, you know, yeah. I don't have any responsibility. True, yeah. true, true, my rent's like 400 bucks. You know? <laughs> I'll take a couple student loans out and we're okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like 4th of July. I came back. I was like living in Canada for like six months filming. And uh, some girl, um, Jessica Titler. I don't know if anyone knows her. Adolf Titler. No. No. Well, some people do. I but. want to look her up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, she, you know, and I think there's in life, there's like reasoning for everything. Things just happen because um, they're supposed to. And she told me, hey, and then I was telling her, listen, I just left production and... Uh, I'm looking, I need a job. And she's like, oh, I'm a recruiter for a mortgage company. Okay. And I'm like, okay, what, yeah, whatever. She goes, oh, what, you know, it's a call center. I didn't care. I was a young guy. She was like, $10 an hour. And I thought I was, okay, that's cool. That's whatever it is, what it is. And uh, that's how I got, like, introduced to, like, selling, you know. And uh, I've always had, since day one, like, I've, had, I guess I had a niche for it, you know. And I d- I've done very well since then. And. Um, everything is whatever opportunity you get. It's what you make of it. At yeah, the end of the day. Mm. you know what I mean. Like you guys, you guys are doing a podcast. Yeah, now and yeah, it's yeah. grown over time. Yeah, um, and nothing. You know, a couple of years later, I, I built my craft. A lot of work, a lot of sacrifice, dedication. You know, th- there's a lot of people in my life that are telling me like I'm making a mistake. You need to go to school. My mother, you know, and she <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and and I get it. You know, because what they've been taught when they were growing up, right? That generation, you yeah. go to school, right? You get a degree and that is the American dream. Um, and that's just what they've been, that's what all they know. That's the only way to survive. That's the only way to make it. Right. And that's, and that's, that was true for some time. Yeah, right? That was yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. And then now that like, and again, the whole thing of when I was in that, you know, economics class, I'm thinking, wait a minute, but there's so many other people now that have degrees. Like how many people that you know today have a bachelor's and I'm not knocking a bachelor's degree down. I'm not, I'm just saying the value of a degree today is not the same monetary value that it was maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a supply and demand right now. You're having, you know, as you can see inflation, right. There's it, again, it's, there's so many people with degrees nowadays. It's not like a, big deal as much. Yeah, that's no, what I mean anything. Yeah, I just think people <laughs> have it just to say they have it because their parents probably wanted them to have it. I think that's the that one thing. But even, yeah, these days there's people with no degrees that are much more successful that, that do have degrees. It's just so irrelevant. I feel like most yeah. people have cracked the code on school where they're like, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. So it's, I mean, by all means, I mean, if you have a professional yeah. degree, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Full disclosure. You have yeah. your career, by all means, that's good for you guys. But there's other degrees out there that it's like, did you really need that degree mm-hmm. to be doing what you're doing? And, and I think that what's the big difference now versus our parents and their parents, back then you can get a degree and you pay, these people paid like two grand for their bachelor's. Yeah. 
and uh, they were, they're like, oh, you know, I worked, I worked through college and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like you could do it. You could. Yeah. Uh, college was affordable. Now, if, uh, the public institution is you're paying like ten grand a semester easily. Yeah. And so it's just it's just the, the numbers don't add up. And you yeah. were saying at the beginning, like, okay, I got to go into all this debt mm -hmm. to then make money to pay off this debt. How long is it going to take me? Oh, it's going to take yeah. me 15, 20 years just to pay that off. Well, that doesn't make much sense. <laughs> no. Right? So wh wh where's the math here? Like, yeah. And, what and, am I doing? And it's good that you mentioned that because if you look at the the inflation of like the cost to attain a, a degree, right? Yeah, has, yeah, yeah. Has outweighed the increase of wages. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it is not so ROI positive as it was maybe mm. 10, 20 years ago. Um, you know, if a degree costs you $2,000 a year or so or semester, yeah. now it's costing you 10, right? So yeah. that is a 5X from what it used to be. But then if you look at the wages, they're Doesn't, not, it's yeah. not, so it's, it's, what you can see is that the cost of the degree is outpacing the cost of rate of increase of wages. Well, is it yeah. also the, the, even the cost of living too? Like even, I remember home, home prices have yeah. gone, they've soared, but then the, yeah. the, the, I mean, you, the yeah. income hasn't gone up for That's what I'm, wages, yeah. wages haven't gone up. Back in the days, you can mm -hmm. buy, the, just even in the seventies and eighties, you can buy a house for like a hundred grand, 80 grand, yeah. 120. And now, I'm, I'm sure, obviously you are aware of it more yeah. than anybody. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with this economy? Like, like, yeah. it's just it's unsustainable. Like, we, and we're in our late 20s, and we'll be 30. Mm -hmm. You can't afford to buy a house. You know, back in the days, you could you know, go to school, well, get a, a job. A modest house, a modest house. A modest house, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you want to live in the fucking, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. But it's just, what are we doing wrong? So it's just hard to kind of pinpoint and justify getting a degree in this climate environment yeah, yeah and, and especially in miami if you live in miami like miami is the number one most unaffordable place in the country it's, yeah. it's ridiculous and, yeah and it's not and people are thinking well well you know san diego in new york or hawaii are more expensive but the way it's more expensive how they calculate that it's based off of the average wages mm. in miami dade compared to the actual rent and if you're going to be purchasing um, oh. So that is why there's like a misconnection there, right? Because people think, well, that yeah, California make is expensive. But they make they more money. They, they can make more money. Exactly. More Wages are higher, you know. And just look at our, our teachers, correct? Right. Right now, Miami Day teachers, they're probably, and I may be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Pretty close. Sure. Um, they're around fifty to sixty thousand, right? Mm -hmm. As a as a teacher. I mean, it, uh, well, my, my my girlfriend, she's she used to be a teacher, oh, and cool, she cool. told me there that she go. was. Uh, I think it was she worked at a private school, but regardless, I mean, I don't think that the wages are going to be that out, you know, yeah, different. different. But she was at like forty, mid forties, I would go. say, right? as, a, as a teacher. That's tough, man. And then my my mother, she's in New Jersey. I was raised in, in New Jersey, and she, oh, my whole family's still there. But she's a she's a teacher, right? And um, She's right now, I think, almost closer to 90. You know, there's a big difference. Oh, really? Right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Teachers over there get much more money. Yeah. In fact, as odd as it is, teachers in a lot of other states get paid way more than Florida. It's kind of odd. It really is. And these are professionals with degrees and yeah. somewhat responsible for the upcoming of your, your of children and the new generation, right? Yeah. It kind of makes you think, important. like, how much do they care about the upbringing of the how new generation? How much they value it, Yeah, how much right? they value yeah. it when they're only, yeah. when they're not even being valued. Yeah. Right? And that's, and that's the thing. I mean, great. They have good schedules and all that. And that's a lot of perks to it. But, you know, I think that's cool. It's never kind of based to be like your own boss or anything, right? Because no, yeah. if you look at the academic today, like, or even in, in college, like how much other stuff that you're learning that it just doesn't like really apply in today's day in life. Yeah. When was the last time you kind of used some of the skill, like some of the, the lessons you were taught in college or even high exactly. school? Exactly. Like, 
Yeah. What was the last time you used Y equals MX plus B? Never. Marvin? Never. 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 I, I think unless it's like a technical, like an engineer or, yeah. you know, like I understand that. And that's if that's what you want to pursue. Great. Mm -hmm. More power to you. But I think 90% of professions uh, out there, like of, of careers, I should say, don't really require a degree, right? So, I mean, it's, it's unless it's like a practical field, a pharmacist, doctor, lawyer, of course you got to go to school. Yeah. But it's tough, you know, when you, when that's really not what you want to pursue, but then everybody tells you, oh, you got to do this. Yeah. So did you finish? Cause you said you, did you finish no, college? I, or you I dropped, dropped out? out. So I did drop out of college. And again, that was the biggest mistake in my life. I was always told this, my mom's a teacher. So that's what. Oh, yeah, of course. It was doomsday. Yeah. Okay? Oh my, I could imagine. <laughs> what was her response when you told You're her? You're making the biggest mistake of your life. How are you <laughs> going to, you know, how are you going to do anything? How are you going to be successful? Like, what are you going to do for a living? Like, how are you going to support yourself? And you know what? And, and it, it kind of got to me almost, right? Cause it's your, your mom and you're going to respect them, right? Cause they're parents. But you know what I, I, I told myself and I definitely did some self-reflecting and I looked at her and go, well, what, where's my mom right now today? It's whatever she's currently going through in life or how her life is at this very moment was things that were decisions that she made leading up to her current destination, right? right. At least for the yeah. present time. And I told myself, I'm like, I don't want to be a 50, what the time? I don't know how she was, 54 year old, right. like in teacher that's making 80 to 90,000. Again, that's a modest life. And a lot of people, that's fine, but yeah, a lot, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. not mm -hmm. my goal. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Like I respect your, your, uh, you know, your input into what I'm doing, but if you're not doing what I, what I you don't, you're not where I want to be when you at the age that you were at, then I shouldn't weigh your opinion so heavy, mm. you know? You told her this though? No. Oh, you, you, I'm like, damn. Are you crazy? No, no, no. no, no. Yeah. Didn't want to tell her that, but um, unless she watches the video. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, I mean, you're, you're obviously, you know, making moves towards it. So yeah, you know, and um, that's how I base my decision. And I think a lot of people, if they were just, a lot of times people don't want to do things because they don't want to take on the risk or mm. they just want to live a certain life of comfort. Right. And that's where the, most of the time people live a, or they never meet their actual like life goals, right? You know, you have to step out your comfort zone and do something that's revolving some form of risk, right? Yeah. You kind of have to go against the grain where other people are, you're not going to follow society, right? You're going to either be the 1% or you're going to be the 99%. Um, and that's how I based my decision in that. And um, thank God I did, you know? So what are you doing? What are you doing today? And so you dropped out of school. You started doing, uh, mm -hmm. you know, from the call center. Where are you? What are you doing today currently? So I do mortgages. I do sales, right? I'm, I've always done sales. And um, that is one one skill that you'll, if you, if you know how to sell, you, you'll never be broke, you know, at the end of the day, because selling is a part of everything. Whether you're in a relationship, you're selling and you're selling yourself, whether you're going to be doing pretty anything, you're selling yourself, you're selling every single day what people don't realize. And Selling has a lot to do with like a psychological thing that mm. you can do. But uh, to answer your question, yeah, I'm, I'm doing mortgages and um, I've done mortgages now since I was about 22. Okay. And uh, my first company that I worked for was a complete sweatshop. And that's, it's okay. It's okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Young, dumb, very underpaid, no experience. What right. are you going to expect? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't take it back for anything because I did learn. Sure. You know, I learned a lot and it definitely got me to have like that hustle mentality, that hunger, you know, and 
you know, I'd started, you know, moving on to bigger companies and, you know, it was a funny story. So I, I always wanted to buy my house at like 22. I don't know why I did that. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Swift or what, whatever uh. she got into my head. But, um, you know, that was my goal. And I did, I bought my house at 22 and I was working for this company. I was making good money. I was like, oh, I'm on top of the world, you know? And then, you know, I was in a relationship and she's always like, oh, you're working too much. And that's one thing that, you know, I'm like, damn, it kind of got to me. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like people are always saying life balance, life balance mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I'm like, damn, maybe I need a life balance. Come to glue now that's just a bunch of stuff people feed you. So don't necessarily have to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Because if you enjoy what you're doing, it's not necessarily work. Oh, that's true. Okay. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. So one day, mind you, I'm on top of the world. I, I, I met my goal, bought my house at 22 years old. I'm in a mortgage company. I'm doing very well. And then, um, you know, I'm headed outside the house and I get a knock on the door. Right? I'm about to, I don't open the door to this. I'm nothing against Jehovah Witnesses. I promise you, <laughs> we my grandmother there. was a Jehovah. Yeah, so I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't open the door to them. I'm going to be very transparent. Okay. <laughs> so I open the door and this is guy in the sun and he's like, hello, sir. You know, I were knocking on your neighbor's door today and we're asking if you had one th- more, th- if you had something more of something, what would it be? All right. And I'm like, hmm. Peter wants to say money, but I may not say that because these guys are witnesses. <laughs> so let me give a little, you know, poetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I said time. <laughs> and they're like, wow, what do you mean time? I'm like, time, you know, I just work too much. And it's. Uh, you actually engaged in conversation with these people? I did, right? That's <laughs> what, that's what sucker, I was. Dude. Let me just give, you know, whatever. So I said time. Wow, sir, that's really good. So I go to the office, my mortgage company. And next thing you know, the office is cleared out. I got a box, a little paste up. The company went under. We're bankrupt. <laughs> no be kidding. Way. So it was a damn Jehovah Witnesses, right? I said time, and sure enough, I was unemployed. You got more <laughs> right? time. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. had all the time in the world. Jesus. These guys. I should have told the money, man. Gypsies, dude. I should have told the money. I would have been like <laughs> Jeff Bezos right now, right? <laughs> oh, man, I'm funny. But man. yeah, that happened, and that kind of sucked. Um, it was, you know, it was mortgages. And then my industry is... I don't do, I do purchases, of course, but like a bulk of my business is refinances, right? Mm -hmm. So the company has a certain amount of leads and I can convert the leads and that's where pretty much how I make my money. Okay. Um, Where a lot of people are stuff, Jen, I don't really do that. I'm I'm more of like over the phone sales and converting leads. So there was not really like a actual platform, at least I didn't know of here in Miami that that business, like a similar mortgage firm, whatever. And then um, <clears throat> I still did sales. I did like AT&T corporate sales and it was making good money, you know, okay. very stable, like maybe about 130,000 annually, which is good money. Like it's not bad money by any means. Well, more than what we make. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but it was good money, right? Like you would think, okay, selling cable and internet, I'm selling, making 130 grand yeah, a year. Like yeah, why yeah. the hell would you leave? Which if a lot of people don't know, AT&T actually does pay pretty well. If you can get in. Yeah, 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 yeah. People don't realize, even UPS, like... I do mortgages, so I see everybody's income. I see yeah, the, the whole nine. Yeah. And you would never believe, like, even the UPS drivers, you, you see them in their little short, six-figure paying job, a lot of them, you know? Yes. And it's, it's like, what? And you have people with degrees. Yeah. You have teachers, yeah. you know, with the bachelor's That's degree, crazy. making forty, forty-two, $48,000. Yeah. And this guy running around in a truck with short shorts, shorts throwing boxes around, is making double the income with no degree. That's crazy. So, which kind of gave me more... You know, meet to my theory, but um, then it goes back to my mother. She's like, "Oh, you're doing well." At this point, I'm doing well. Yeah. So she's like, "Yeah." (laughs) So my my friend hit me up. He's like, "She's like, 
I'm like, mom, you know, I think I'm going to get back into the industry of mortgages because that's where it was. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. AT&T was fine, but it felt like I was like at a, like maybe like a 10 skill level. And then like what I'm getting in return wasn't really matching the skill level or my potential. Mm-hmm. So I took the risk and I left and I did back into the mortgage industry and I, I got into one and it was well, you know. I was generating any from like 20 to 30,000 a monthly. Um, so that was great, right? That's like, damn, that's a lot of, you know, a lot of money. Yeah. My mom's like, wow, okay. Now she's a cheerleader. Yeah, you good job. You know, like you're doing well. And then my other friend hit me up and he's like, hey, listen, I saw that you're back in the industry. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not entertaining people, right? Because I'm like, dude, I'm making 20, 30 grand a month. Like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And uh, he's like, man, no, like I have people here making $100,000 a month. I was like, wait, what? He's, and that just, and that's the thing. Like, you just don't see that far ahead, right? You think in six figures, you know, guys making 60 to $100,000 a month, you're like, wait a minute, I was just making 120 a couple months ago in my last a year. Mm-hmm. You're telling me there's people doing this almost a month? Almost had like a Wolf of Wall Street moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah How much yeah. money you made last month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you made, you I'll know? quit my job I'll, right now. I'll, I'll quit my job right now. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, am I having a Dawny moment right yeah, now? You yeah, know, yeah. like, nah, this can't be. So I said, listen, put your mouth, money where your mouth is. And after a couple months, I go, you need to show me a pay stub. Because <clears throat> I'm not going to leave this job. Making 30 bands yeah, a month to go, you know, on a dream, like show me the, show me the damn pay stuff. You know? <laughs> so he met with me and he's like, listen, hush, hush, you know, like here's my pay stub. I was like, Get the fuck out. are you serious? This is for real. Like this is for real. How much is the pay stub? So, um, he wasn't on top of just, but he's still good. You know, he, he, I think that month he made a little over 40,000 in just one, one stub. Jesus Christ. Right. So, and I used to work with him, so he's my buddy. He's my manager now, so I hope he watches this. But, <laughs> um, yeah, he's like, because he became management and he knew what I can do in the last company. I was a top producer there, so I was like, I'm like, man, if this, if you can make it, and I think you're good, like, and I was, you know, actually above, higher than you. I'm not trying to knock him down or anything, but man, I, I think I can do it. Like, if you're telling me, you're telling me people are making a hundred thousand a month. And to me, that's just like crazy <clears throat> because six figures in one month is even when I was younger, I, what I, what I thought money was, was a six figure job a year. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Even to this day, I'm still thinking yeah, six figures a year is not bad. You're yeah. doing well. well. You got people. Yeah. And it is, you know, and the average American is not even making that. It probably, cause I'm licensed in 36 states, um, for mortgages and the average is no, it's like 50 to 54 yeah, and that's yeah. a good income, you yeah. know, for American house individual. Um, but again, it's all your perception of everything. So that is true. Yeah, man. I, I went and I said, you know what? Like, what is the worst that can happen? Like, I'm talking, this guy made 40. I'm making, he's literally making, and by no means he's a top producer. He's making more than I'm making as a top producer at this other company. Yeah. <clears throat> so I told him, what's the, who, who's the number one guy? <clears throat> what did he make? You know, who's the number one guy? I think he made like 120,000 in a month or something like that, you know, like over a million a year. Oh God. And that's how I always base it. I'm like, who's your top guy? Because whoever the top guy is, that's the guy I'm going after. And that's mm. something that I can definitely attain. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sure enough, I, my mom's like, don't do it. You know, like that's the biggest mistake ever. You know, how are you going to leave this good job? You're making you stupid. Right you, now. Exactly. It's logical. Mm, I get it. So, cause again, it's, it's all about perception. And I go back to it. She's, she just doesn't see that far. She's like, that can't be true. Like somebody making that, like that can't be that's possible. Yeah. Especially that's if not you've realistic. never seen that, it's kind almost hard to, well, it's like everything. If you've never it's seen very, that, how do you know it's possible? Yeah. How do you know it's true? Exactly. 
And that's why you surround, like, show me your friends, show your future, like surround yourself yeah. with people that this is like an everyday thing. Like I've met people that are, man, they're doing this on a daily basis. And it's just like, man, how am I, like, I'm so far behind. And that's how I always see myself. You know, I, I never, I don't want to associate, not that I, I have a lot of friends that are granted it's what I'm doing. It's not like a common thing and, and, but it can be, you know, at the end of the day. So I'm very grateful for what I have, but it's not. I like to surround myself with people that are going to help me grow and, and, and just keep going and get bigger and bigger and bigger. So $100,000 in a month is, is nothing to them. You know, you have people doing this on a daily basis. True. And um, so, yeah, my mom, she just can't, she doesn't see that far, right? That's a whole annual zinc. That's a whole year's worth of pay to her. To see that in a month, it's just, <clears throat> you just don't see it. Just like how Jay-Z said, like, you know, I saw a podcast. He was saying that, you know, his uncle, he's like, he's going to sell a million. Jay-Z said he's going to sell a million records. And his uncle's like, oh, you're crazy. Like, how are you going to sell a million records? And then Jay-Z's like, well, now sold a million records like a million times, right? Because his uncle, is, he's perceiving himself into that position. Like, he can't sell a million yeah. records. Yeah. But I can't. Yeah, just because you can't do it doesn't mean I can't do exactly. it. Exactly. It's all about what you get. Because they're kind of foreseeing themselves of what they're capable of. Sorry about that. Oh, it was you? Yeah, it's probably my mother. No, it's not. <laughs> my sister. She's a pharmacist. Okay. So anyways, um, it's funny that you said pharmacist, but um, <laughs> she wanted to do mortgages too. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, and that's why where it comes from, like they just don't, they don't see themselves being able or capable of achieving that high level of success. So it's kind of feeds onto you. And it's not like she meant, she's meaning to do it. It's just that that's all she knows. Right. So of course I, and not listen to her again. And I kind of feel like sometimes like whatever her output is, maybe I should do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's done for me, Barry. Like, yeah, Dave it's, it's, like Dave Ramsey. I don't like Dave Ramsey. Sorry. I don't like him. Debt is bad. <clears throat> yeah. How's, what's your input on that though? Um, the whole debt is bad. I think, I think Dave Ramsey is an idiot. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think you're an idiot, Dave not, Ramsey. You do bring up some good points because if you think about it, yeah, there is bad debt. Correct. And that is the one that you don't want to have. Mm -hmm. I do understand that. But if you could leverage good debt good. in order to make money, that makes sense. And I think that's where you got to be careful with Dave Ramsey's teachings. Yes. Because if you can understand the difference between good debt and bad debt, then you're going to understand how to make money and how to make it work for you. Yeah. What he, what I do like about him is in the sense, for example, if you are someone who doesn't know how to manage your money and you Correct. do have a lot of debt, then he's okay, fine. Maybe we should get rid of this debt. Yeah. You don't want debt that I get. But if you are someone who is using debt in order to make money, I don't think he would have the same uh, opinion on that. If I anything, would he would, you know, yeah. so that's right. But I you're, agree. you're a, a supporter of, <laughs> of, I want some of his stuff. Some of his stuff is entertaining. I, I <laughs> do like his idea of like paying off debt, budgeting. I think it's important. Actually, mm -hmm. I downloaded his app and I tried it for a couple of months. Pretty good. So you got, you got, yeah, you got, he's like, oh, you got to know where every dollar goes. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> he said that stuff. And I was like, but no, like when you write it down, you realize, man, I spent X amount of money on this. Yeah. You have to know where your, where your that, money yeah. is going. So I like some of his ideas, but Chris, uh, express it perfectly like yeah there's good debt there's bad debt and we live in a world where a lot of it bad debt uh, good debt is rewarded by you know you can make money you can really leverage that yeah and you have to be witty you have to be financially savvy a lot of it right people don't they're never being taught that yeah but going based off just everything that he says i don't agree yeah you can that's not universally applied yes no. exactly and he makes a living off of people not knowing how how they how they manage their their their, mm -hmm. their finances that's how right. he makes he's got to be doing something right he is because he's yeah. worth a couple million bucks but yeah <laughs> but I, I i would agree with you chris i mean i don't 
it's all about cash flow, right? And yes. That's how I see things. Yes. Yes. If it's, um, you know, and that's where you look at mortgages in in place because well, that's what I do for a living. But yeah, you know, if you're going to be buying an investment property, and let's say the mortgage is costing you with taxes, insurance, all in about twenty five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a friend, and uh, he's Airbnb. You know, and even though his mortgage is twenty five hundred bucks, Dave Ramsey would tell you to pay the damn thing off. Don't buy another house unless you're going to be paying off your property house. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah exactly. And it's just like, no, dude. It's all about. It's a, a lot of it has to do with cash flow. And even uh, Grant Cardone would tell you this, right? Yeah. Um, because yeah, the mortgage is twenty five hundred, but the Airbnb is generating him an eight thousand dollar gross of rental income. You know, and once you mine the expenses, I mean, look at the cash flow. Cash flow is yeah. king. Yeah. It's good, bad, there's good and bad debt, yeah. right? If it's ROI positive, it makes sense. And not only that, it's not only that you're you're gonna be netting the difference from let's say eight thousand if you're grossing eight thousand, rental is about twenty five hundred, um, so fifty five hundred dollars in uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Net. But mm-hmm. not only that, you're also growing your your net worth. Yeah. Because it's not only just $2,500 just expensive. No, like you are paying down that mortgage for one. Sure. Um, they also, these investment properties, mortgage interest is a tax write off towards your income. I was going to ask right? you that, right? Yeah. Taxes is write off towards your yeah, You want to have that debt. Yeah. That's a thing. Like it's also not only that, the debt that you're paying is a write off for your taxes. Right. Exactly. So, it, and again, your net worth, and as you can see, the cost of housing right now, right, is accelerated by a substantial amount. Like I bought my house for about three sixty. Today, it's worth over seven hundred thousand. Jesus, well, wish I would have bought like ten. You know, but but that's also because of the craze of of the market. Because it, it, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we've ever seen a surge as as, as prominent as as it's been over the last twelve months. Um, there's two things. Right. I don't sure. think I think the, the rate is how much of it's increased. Yes. I think that's a little bit out of the norm. Uh, OK. But I don't if you look at the overall trend in the housing market overall, um, even if there's a great dip, the overall trend line is going up. Oh, I am 100 percent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah so absolutely. That's going to happen. And, and then if you look at Miami alone, just think about it. Like Miami was a Everglades like nobody lived here. Right. Yeah. So I think Miami, a lot of it has to do with Miami being very undervalued. Correct. You know, I heard, I heard so that from somebody who doesn't else want well. to live in Miami now. Yeah. Compared yeah. to the nineties, like there was not much going on. Like now we have amazing restaurant. We don't even have a Michelin star yet. Do you realize that? Like we don't even have a Michelin star in Miami of all these great restaurants. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought they had one in, I never, maybe not. No, Miami does not have a single Michelin star yet. So, so what you have to look at is like, just like when you're investing in like Tesla, Right, like if you would have bought Tesla maybe four years ago, people were like, <laughs> "Oh my God, four hundred dollars a share? That's crazy!" Yeah, look where it is now. Well, now it's kind of dropped a lot. Yeah, it has yeah, dipped. It's good, but maybe but maybe you look back a month ago, it was like a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. about twelve hundred dollars a share. Go, yeah, you know, and just because you and that's the thing, like, you know, just because you're paying more now, the next guy after you, if you, if, if it's a long term thing, and if it's generating you an actual positive cash flow at the same time, it's not so much. I mean, the next guy after you is going to overpay. And the next guy after him is going to overpay. It's always going to be like that. And I, I think Miami now is being more priced in to a fair valuation than it wasn't in the past. Um, yeah. I think we've seen a lot of growth. I mean, you can just see, look at Brickell, look at downtown, look at Wynwood. Wynwood was a dump. Like, was nobody a dump, would walk yeah. in Wynwood. And now it's like everyone's partying, bad bunnies. People are living in Wynwood. They People like apartments, like condos, like high rises, yeah. like real estate. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 
I'm, I'm, I think we're in a, it's a very unique position to have you on because I like to get some insight. Do you, <laughs> do you see the number? You see kind of the back end. Chris and I, we talk about real estate all the time, even though this is relationship yeah, related yeah. I know, briefly, right? but this is what you do for a living. Yeah. So well, I want to take this opportunity really quick. Do you see the, tr <laughs> for myself as well, do you see, what do you see the trend in Miami? Do you think this is going to keep going up? Is mm. there going to be a, people say, oh, the fucking uh, crash. I don't think there's I don't gonna think be a there's crash, gonna be a crash. but is it gonna correction? correct or stabilize or is this so like you were saying? If you would track? notice the real estate market now, I believe we've already had a, a decline about twenty percent, and inventory is is uh, increasing. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, and, and and houses are staying on the market longer than they were probably, probably maybe four or five months ago. On the boom, the yeah, but it has nothing to do. A lot of it has to do with the rising in rates. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? right? Because the same house you would have bought for a million dollars at a rate of 2.875% now is going to cost you five and a half percent. Yeah. So we're talking about double interest and that's a big deal when you're buying a million dollar property. So the amount of demand is going to go down because the amount of eligible people that can actually purchase and acquire that property is now less. Which um, would, but then that would, it, that would impact the price. It's going to impact the price because now prices, there's going to be more supply as houses are staying on the market um, and there's less of a demand. You're always going to get price to start going down. And that's the whole issue right now with inflation, right? Like this is the whole reason why the federal government is increasing interest rates because they want to slow down the economy. Right. <coughs> right. So by increasing the rates, you know, what you're seeing now and you're going to keep seeing it, um, it's an outcome that they want to do. Um I don't think it's people are confusing it with like a 2008 yeah. bubble crash, and that's two completely different financial crises. Scenarios, right? Scenarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apples one, and oranges. Yeah, one had to do with lending practices that were definitely not the Anybody. best. Anybody, you saw? Did yeah. you see on the Big Short? Yeah, the ninja loans. Anybody and no, everybody. The no stripper job, bought a no house. Fucking a McDonald's them. worker. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no was, income, no job. It was an you know, it was an income stated, and it's not like that. A lot of it now has to do with um, consumer debt, which is insane right now. And I see this on a daily basis. Really? So people are like, how are you selling so many, many loans now? Like you're, the rates have doubled. Like, what are you doing? Like, how are you making money in this market? And it's like- You. Yeah, me in general, because that's, that's my true. living, yeah, right? Because yeah, rates yeah. go up, but that's bad for me, right? But he's still selling. But I'm still selling because at the end of the day, like you have to also realize there's a lot of debt out there, man. And there's a now there's a high level of um, equity that people didn't have years ago, you know? Yeah. So now that everyone has equity, and they have so much debt, you're just consolidating a bunch of debt. And it's actually a bigger uh, benefit to them because, yeah, you drop their interest rate, maybe save them two, 300 bucks. Man, I did a loan the other day. Like I was saving the lady over $2,000 a month and her, she's retired. She makes about $3,500 a month. The only reason she affords is because she has a boyfriend, right? She told me she should pay whatever. Oh. whatever. And it's funny because after I, I did that loan, she goes, man, I don't have to stay with my boyfriend anymore. I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 man. Listen to that. Can you believe that? Yeah. I was like, there you go. I just gave your life back and you're single. You know, <laughs> nice. it was an easy, it was the easiest loan I could ever sell somebody. Um, and it's all about, you know, selling the benefit. Um, so that's how I'm doing and kind of surviving in this industry. But yeah, I don't think, I think that you're going to see a slight decline in the housing prices. If you can wait a little bit, I think you're. So, so when, if one is in the, if one wants to buy a house in Miami, so one waits or should one like, okay, like, let me just fucking buy the bullet, get mm -hmm. the, take the interest rate. And then, and, and yeah. even though the house is up inflated, the price is not. Um, Same houses that were selling for 200, you know, five years, three years ago. Now yeah. going for four, 450. Good luck That's finding it. a house for 450 even right now, right? Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah. 
But, um, you know, I, I, I look at when I'm acquiring an asset or anything, when I'm, tra I'm trading, right? Because I day trade as well a lot. And I, I outweigh the risk to reward kind of deal right now. And I don't see so much more of an upside potential as much of a downside potential. So, and I could be wrong and I could clearly miss the boat and they keep skyrocketing, but I'd rather be more right than wrong, right? <laughs> so I don't want to, you know, expose myself to too much more risk. I think if you're waiting a little bit longer, I think you're going to have, or you're going to see a little bit better um, pricing in the market. Um, or because think about it, let's say you buy a house now, it's 600,000 and then the market does go down and now it's worth hundred, you know, $150,000 less. Okay. You're going to really, you're going to be in a tough position. But let's say you wait six months and now the house is up like 50,000. Okay, you lost 50,000. That's what I'm saying. Like mm. the upside is not as heavy as the downside. So I, I personally am not acquiring property right now. If anything, I would be looking to selling property. And that's why a lot of the the people who are heavy in real estate portfolios, they're, they're selling properties. Like if you look at a YouTuber, Meet Kevin, he sold everything. Jesus. You know, because it's just makes sense. Yeah, but somebody else bought. Okay, so then now essentially that person who bought it, mm -hmm. he's saying like, all right, I got out at the right moment. Mm -hmm. There yeah. there may be a dip. Those people will probably suffer that temporary dip. Mm -hmm. But if they hold, yeah, like, like I said earlier, the trend will eventually go up for them. Yeah, if you're doing it for a long term. They might lose right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, if you're looking for a long-term investment, then don't, don't really weigh out too much of like the short-term like gains or losses. Um, one thing that really stuck out to me that somebody else speaking to a guy, he had like 20 real estate properties on his portfolio. Some old guy like doing really well, you know, and I asked him, he asked me, he's like, yeah, the housings are very expensive, but that's what I'm buying. I go, what? That doesn't make any sense. It's cool. against everything I'm, I've ever taught. He's like, well, that's when the best properties go on for sale. I was like, oh. Yeah, and that makes sense because only the when you have a good property, you don't want to sell it. But sure. when the market's Until so the, high, the good properties are for sale now. But at a premium. For now. For right. Now. Yeah. I mean, if again But historically, if we just wait, it's you know, you're getting at a So he's buying price. it. He's like, that's actually one of the best times to acquire. So it's it's you're not there, but yeah. It's a different way of thinking, a different <sighs> strategy. I'm not doing that strategy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, fuck that. I mean, I appreciate the two minutes of you take because I I I because yeah. I'm I mean, I want to buy a property. It's just it's such a difficult market. So I um, I like to take in different yeah. people's uh, per, uh, perspective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't even say no, yeah. And their uh, opinions. And obviously you're obviously skilled in your, your yeah. career field. So I wanted to kind of take in a little bit. So sorry. Yeah, it. man. Not at all. Um, Jesus, no, man. That was, that was a lot of insight. That's no, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Continue, dude. Much. I'm here I, learning I know, everything. I, I got, we got to talk off camera. I gotta, no, talk uh, off I camera. No, keep it on camera. Um, yeah, but uh, I'll tell you one thing about like my industry and selling and all this. I'm like, I'm very focused, right? I'm very, very focused individual. Monday through Friday, I'm not going out. I'm not doing anything. Right, I don't okay. drink on Sundays because like I don't like how I feel on a Monday. I need to be in my chair and I need to be ready. Um, and that kind of like, I know your whole like coffee, like breakups, a lot of relationship based. <laughs> right. And, and that's uh, one thing that like when you're the way I am, it is tough to date me. Right. Cause it's, I'm very just tunnel vision and a lot of people can't deal with that. Can't handle they, that? they can't handle it. They want mm -hmm. the, the time vested in them. They want this and it's just not like, I love my girlfriend right at the end of the day, but I don't want a partner that's going to prevent me or hold me back from my potential. You know, like let's say if you're in a Super Bowl and you're winning the Super Bowl, it, you may be winning a Super Bowl, but you're not going to take Tom Brady out for this, the last two quarters, you know, like you're just not. Yeah. So I just got to keep going because I'm not where I want to be. And that's always going to change. And I understand that like every time I grow and get bigger and bigger, the goals are just going to be bigger, right? Like 
My goal was a hundred thousand in one month. I hit a hundred thousand in one month. It's like, okay, my goal is to do it again. I did it again. And then it's like, all right, well, can I do more? And I hit 200,000 like a month ago. Um, and that was crazy. Right. And I was like, what the hell? So I hit, you know, trading, I had my one day at my top day, I had $68,840 in one day. And I was Jesus. like, dude, this is nuts. Right. Let me do it again. You know? And then that's uh, just you, how it is. Do you sometimes feel like that you can get sometimes get lost in the moment of, okay, I got to get this and then this milestone. And then I hit that and I got to get the next. Do you sometimes take the time to step, take a step back and be like, okay, I got to appreciate what I have right now. Because Rather than yeah, constant, like, okay, I got it, which I, I respect the hustle and I a hundred percent agree, but sometimes it gets a little tricky to kind of get lost in the, you get lost in the moment. Um, some people will see that as a bad thing, but I don't. You don't? No. Elaborate. Because whatever you, you have in today's day, like it's just whatever I did yesterday. And if I want to keep this going and I'm very appreciative, that's why I kind of reflect. I'm like, dude, I came from nothing. Like I, when I was a kid, I couldn't even afford to get a haircut. I ate pasta like five days a week. Right. Like, so no you car, know the nothing. struggle. So you, you, you've Hardcore. been there. Yeah. Hardcore. So you appreciate, I guess, the, the other side of it. Yeah. Right so okay. knowing that I don't want to be there and I, I like my life when I'm like, um, disciplined and dedicated. I like how I live my life now. Okay. So I don't, you know, spend a day just like, like sacrificing the gift or the talent that I have and the goal. Like I picture the goal overall. And some people are just like, Oh, but that's another thing. Like, Oh, the goal is too big. I can't hit it. Like, yeah, but it's not like a, you're not looking at it a, a year out. Like I'm taking it like a day by day basis. Mm towards that goal. Like I have daily goals, right? I know my numbers. I know how many I need to submit. Let's say if I'm doing loans, I need to submit X, Y numbers of loans today. I need to do this many apps. I need this many, um, come back. I need this. I just know it. Right. And I take it out as a day by day. Um, because if you, if you look at the overall goal, you kind of like, damn, that's like, that just sounds crazy. That's a lot of work. And I don't do that. I, I do take it by day by day and that's how I've been treating it. And it's worked for me. So how do you, how do you break down your day? Cause you also say that you day trade. Yeah. So how, so how are you, cause I'm, I'm trying to f figure out the time management because to it's tie tough. it together, because if it's you're tough. telling me that, you know, you do have a girlfriend, yeah. you're, but you're also happy with what you're doing and with your lifestyle, mm -hmm. how are you breaking down, I guess, the priorities in your life? So from day trading work, yeah. girlfriend, and even you, how does that get broken down? It's tough. Cause it's, I, it's a lot, you know, and that's the one thing I've always like, time is very valuable. Cause I just don't have enough of it. You know, like I'm racing against the clock on a daily basis. So if I wake up in the day, I'm, I'm probably up by like six mm -hmm. in the morning. Um, start watering the, the plants in my front. I don't know <laughs> why it's like, I don't get out of my house, my office Monday through Friday. So getting fresh air is nice, but, <laughs> um, but I'm studying, you know, if I'm trading, cause I'm going to be trading market opens at nine 30. <laughs> I'm, I'm studying on stuff, looking at charts. I'm doing, looking at charts the night before the day of the morning. I'm looking at news coming out, different catalysts and just trying to prepare my day, um, as it comes. So I start my work day around eight o'clock for mortgages. Um, and then at the same time while I'm working, I'm also trading. So I have a, a couple screens and I'm looking at the trend lines and whatnot. You work remote? Yeah, I work from home. Oh, okay. You, like the, the okay. Oh, you work fully remote. Fully remote. I, I, thought, you PJs. Go, I thought you have to go into the office. No. Awesome. This is the best thing in the world. Oh, okay, wait. Okay, keep going. Keep productivity going. just goes skyrocket. Y'all motherfuckers hiring? What was the fucking... I know, it's funny. But Ooh. now with the rates, no. With the rates high, it's... Uh, it's tough to get in. Yeah, because I had a couple friends that want to get in, and I've gotten like my best friend in and a couple people in, you know, because it's, it's an industry that's just so rewarding. 
And that's sales. Like, if you guys can learn how to sell, like, you will be successful for the rest of your life. I just took a, a, a selling course on my yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sell me this pen. <laughs> I can literally teach you anything, I think, whatever yeah. is teaching you. But, yeah, like, my friend, he wanted to, you know, he was, he's a cop, you know, and I was like, dude, like, how much hours do you do a week, a week, like a week? He's like, dude, I'm doing like 60, 70 hours a week because cops make good money, but they have to work like slaves. Like yeah, they have yeah, to work yeah. so much OT and off In order for you to actually make To make the money that you want. And the good ones will invest. And then eventually a couple of years later, they'll get out of it. And then they're living off their investments and whatnot. And it's a great career. And like, I love cops, you know, I respect it. And <laughs> yeah, no, I fully support it, you know, because, you know, they're, they're sacrificing a lot. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't sure, realize sure, that. Sure. But um, I told him like, listen, man, like, it's a whole, whole thing of like when I was at 18 T like I have a level 10 feel like I have a level 10 skill level and you're only getting paid out like a two or three. So I told him, I said, listen, I were in the, with a club and I just hit like my first real contract was like 70, 70 something thousand. And, um, I was like, dude, like stop being a cop. He's like, cause he never told me anything that he wanted to be, but I'm like, you know, I got to tell him like, like how much time are you invested in doing this? Like you are so much better than that. You can do so much more. And, uh, he's, yeah, he's going to retire as a cop already and he's some mortgages and he loves it. He's home. He has more time at the same time. Like, so Damn. And, <sighs> yeah, awesome, he's doing man. well. And it's all about the person, man. Like I'm not hiring, like if I were, and eventually like I do want to be like a sales coach or like uh, run my own thing. Um, not for now, but, um, but uh, you know, the way you can base somebody's successful level or how well they're going to do, it's going to be based off like their work ethic, their mm. hunger and the dedication. Like you have people that are, you know, it doesn't matter. Like whatever the goal is, it's like, we're going to get it done. That's a different mentality. There's like people, I'm not deploying my own here, but there are people like, man, I want to be like you one day, you know, it's like, don't, that's the bad mentality to have. It's like, I'm going to be like you one day. And that's like, mm. when you change that kind of verbiage in your, in your like language, there's happening man yeah. like that's my thing it's like i don't expect like oh, is it gonna happen i'm like no it's gonna happen i don't know how the hell i'm gonna get it done but it's gonna get done yeah you know i made that commitment to myself but um and that's how i look at him like i was like bro you're just like me like i know you're gonna be successful and sure enough he's like the number one on his team he's killing it never done mortgages in his life you know and and when he came on i told him like yeah man like i'm gonna be a hard i'm gonna be a dick you know, but I guarantee you'll make more money than you've ever made in your life. You may not like me, but I'll tell this is how I am, man. Like I have a very low tolerance for like excuses. Like I just don't want to hear it because I have every other excuse myself to not be successful. Mm. So I just don't want to hear it. So, yeah. So what is, um, if I don't know if you're allowed to say, but what does it take for you to get a six figure month? Um, Depends now because my income is a little spread out too. And if you so can for, also for trading uh, or just mortgages, I would say I would say well, for for mortgages because I mean I think that's like how I don't want to say that's more like your actual yeah. Career. So I mean, well, yeah. So what would it take? Because I, I I'm trying to get an understanding of how it is that you actually make generate. money on the like the refis so, and those. Yeah. So there's uh there's different like phases of my um industry. There's ones that are doing like self gen. Mm -hmm. that they're getting their own leads. They're generating through realtors and or door knocking or mm -hmm. not even door knocking. No one knows that, but it's like <laughs> realtors, right? I don't, I don't even, I don't yeah. understand. I'm trying to understand. Yeah. I, at least I have never seen a mortgage loan officer, like knock on doors. Yeah, yeah. That oh, that's crazy, true. And right? I'm thinking as a realtor. Yeah. Realtors, they do that. Realtor. I know that, but 
it's like the whole whining and dining realtors and getting people to like you and kissing ass. I don't know if I can say that. On yeah, the we did. So fuck okay, fuck it, fuck And and I tried that and it just wasn't me. But they get paid more out per loan. Right, they'll get a certain percentage of the total loan amount. Oh wow! Okay. And um, that could be very profitable, but it does take a long time. You know, and I remember I started the industry like at 22. Like nobody's going to trust me with a mortgage at 22. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nobody. Like yeah. I tried. Nobody wanted to give it to me. Like I was driving a piece of crap, um, cheap Cherokee with a door smashed in. Like I pulled up one time I went up to a realtor. <laughs> I remember I was like, her name was Lisa. I went to Starbucks, you know, cause you got to wine and dine them, but I can't afford a freaking dinner. So I went to Starbucks yeah. and man, like my AC was broken. I was hot as hell in a damn suit. <laughs> How to pay for her damn Starbucks. Yeah. I had no money. Yeah. You know, I was like, damn, dude, this is not me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just not me. But I, I do more self-gen, right? So you get paid less per loan. Um, but my business is volume-based. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to the self-gen people, if I tell them the amount of fundings I can do in a month, like, you know, my six-figure month, I was doing 88 units. That's 88 loans in one month funded. Jesus. To a self-gen person, that's like, that's impossible because they're doing three deals, four deals a month. Right. And they're probably generating like 20 grand. Um, so you're making good money there, but it's just for them. They're, you tell them 88 units, like how the hell is that possible? Inconceivable. It's just impossible. Right. But that's what we're doing, you know, and now with the slow of the market, you know, rate of obviously volume is down, but I'm still doing 40, 50 plus units a month, which is still like to them. It's just like, how the hell are you doing that? Um, and that's the one thing I love about sales, man. Like on the phone, you could be whoever you want to be. And that's like the advantage of like when you're young, like <clears throat> I don't have to be the 22 year old Peter that lives in an efficiency in Miami. Right. I can be whoever I want to be. And that's what I kind of leveraged uh, younger when I was younger. I was literally you just, you can be whoever you want to be. You can relate to them. You find a way. And it's all about people. It's a balance of people liking you and trusting you at the same time. So you don't want to come off like a too funny because like, I don't know if I want to trust this guy or whatever. But you have <laughs> to, they have to trust you and they have to feel like you're charming. Charming, right? And and that's just that's what I'm saying. It's kind of hard to tell you what a six figure month looks like, but no, I'm just if you're doing like, like eighty to like almost a hundred units a month, you're definitely doing over over a hundred six figures, which is to someone else that's like. So then, so what? then, how do you? Okay, so then you're getting these. Oh, but what do you do though? So you you you're calling these people to then yeah. So there's two sides. You can cold call and then you can have like the inbound. Right. So that's what like, well, these big companies like they, the Quicken loans. So say if you work for Quickens, you have people calling in to refinance all the time. Right. And then they also have like a portfolio of people that they service their loans so that you can call them. Like, hey, listen, I know you have some equity. Maybe they want to leverage it. You can cold call them or you can just take the inbounds. You can do both. I personally do both. So that's where my time kind of gets really spread out then. And it'll be like, <clears throat> so more on the refi. I'm all the refi mostly, man. Like, I. <clears throat> you know, maybe I'll do like, if I do like 80 units, two of them will be purchases. It's very slim as purchases. Like it doesn't. Right. So it's, so you're looking for the opportunity of someone who has equity or maybe they, mm. they're unhappy with the rate or maybe they want to do mm. something. Well, today's it's very easy That's for me because it's they're they're If they're calling in, it, it, you're just selling them your loan. Cause here's the thing. Like, it's not just you that they're, they're seeking. They're, they're going to shop you. They're going to shop you for 20 different people. Right. You know what I mean, and um, that's where it comes from selling. You know, that's where you, you your selling capabilities will lead them to take your loan over Quicken's, Loan Depot, Caliber, whatever the other company that's out to get you. 
Um, so spending that extra time in the front end and just like getting, getting them to like you, to remember you, because if they, the, the biggest insult, like, you know, you didn't do your job. If you call them like, Hey, John, they're like, they're like, Oh, who's this? Uh, you know, when you call them, they're like, Hey Peter, how you doing? Like, that's how you know you did a good job. Mm, if they can yeah. remember you because mm. yeah, because you left an imprint on them. Mm. And, uh, sales is a big, big psychological thing at the end of the day. And there's steps into leading up to what you want to the overall objective goal. Right. Just like in dating, like you're not going to go to a girl at a bar and be like, hey, my name is Peter, get on one knee and marry her. That's not how <laughs> it happens. Yeah. There's steps to it that leads up to that, right? Or yeah. you're like short term, like, oh, let's go back to my, you know, you're going to get slapped, right? <laughs> yeah. So true. selling is like that. And a lot of people are just so like, they skip all the necessary steps in order to, to get what you want. And they're like, they want to, they want them to say yes to a refinance right now. You know, I've had so many, like, they'll tell me like, oh, I'm not interested. It's like, well, actually, that's why I'm calling. They're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, I'm actually calling you because I wanted to see, you know, all I want to do is just send you a breakdown. If the numbers make sense, then great. We'll move forward with it. If they don't, they don't. And we'll leave everything as is. I personally don't even know if it's going to make sense for you. And then their head, they're like, no one's ever told me that. They're, they're just caught off guard. Like mm. they're expecting the car salesman. He's like, what do you mean? You know, um, <clears throat> and I'm different. You know, I, I was like, yeah, that's, like exact, that's exactly why I want, I'm calling you. Like you turn their no into like a, yeah, actually. That's exactly why I'm calling. And then um, that's how you like kind of overturn that objection. So it's selling is all about the overturning objections and whatnot and, right. and getting them to say like, you, you stepping back and saying, yeah, no, that's why it's like completely opposite from everyone else is doing. And that's where you can kind of slip in. Um, and then also selling is psychological because you may give them an option that they think they're, they're, they're in control, but in reality, they're doing the same exact thing that you want them to do. So like one thing is like to say, I need you to get me your license, right? I say, Hey, Chris, listen, um, yeah, all I need is your driver's license and, um, a copy of your homeowner's insurance page on average, you know, typically people are doing it within an hour to two hours. When do you think you can do it? An hour or two hours? Most people are going to say two hours, right? At the end of the day, I want the documents in two hours. I say A or B, I say an hour or two hours because whether they pick an hour or two, it doesn't matter. It's their choice though. Mm. It's their choice, it but it's, I'm getting it anyways. So it's kind of like, again, like you're getting them to what they, what you want them to do without them realizing like, oh crap. Because if you can't get it to me, can you get it to me next week or in two weeks? You're going to say two weeks. Um, so that's a lot. It has to do with sales. And then, you know, I'll, I'll follow up like, okay, perfect. Two hours. All right. Right now it is about 12, 12, 12 15. Mm. You know, if I don't see, a, if I don't see any documents in around two, you know, two 15, I'll give you a call about two 30 to see in case you run into any issues. That way you're setting yourself up for the next call. And then that's just how sales is, man. Fair enough. Makes yeah. sense. And making everything, anything that's like looks or sounds bad, you, you make it sound or hard. You make it sound very easy, very simple. Like it's only this, you know, like, and that's a big thing. Like people say, you know, they'll sell something they'll think, they'll pitch it like it's expensive. Like if you're going to tell somebody it's expensive is because there's not enough, the product that you're selling doesn't have the value to what you're trying to get out of it. Right. But what I would say is like, oh, it's only $500, you know? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay, it's only 500 bucks. Rather than, oh, listen, it's 500 bucks. Like, I know you know, it's a it's 500 I bucks. It's I know, a but it's going to be worth it. You know, I know it's a little expensive. No. No. <laughs> it's 500 bucks. You know, yeah, you listen, you're just going to say this, this, and that. You know, the appraisal is only going to be 500 bucks. Um, at the end of the day, you're going to say $1,000. So how do you want to pay for that appraisal? Visa, <laughs> MasterCard, or American Express. Yeah. It's like that. Like, it's that kind of language that you're going to be doing. It's only, it's this. So, and that has to do with that, like in relationships too. Yeah. Like, so, selling yourself everywhere like it's true i love that man i love your insight for a tangent on there yeah <laughs> <laughs>
I, uh, nonsense. No, dude, this was like a, a wealth I, I, of. And I think it's going to be people going to, you know, this is relevant stuff, especially to us from our audience. Yeah. usually like in the, you know, demographics is like early 20s up until like even the mm-hmm. late, early 30s even. So that's okay. kind of the demographics that we kind of, the younger crowd. Yeah. But those are the people that are going to buy homes. <laughs> and so I think we're, we're, it's the economy where, you know, it's tough. And mm-hmm. so it's getting a little bit, uh, seeing behind the curtain, I think is really interesting. And so f- especially for me, I don't know about you, but this is, yeah. it's been a wolf of knowledge. So we appreciate you coming on and, and we can tell, you can tell that this is like, you're, you're good at, at this mm-hmm. you're critical thinker. You said it early on, I think. And then now it makes sense that yes, you are. <laughs> um, so yeah, dude, you. like you, <laughs> like, yeah, not only that, like, like, I can go for months. But you were also yeah, super comfortable too, because yeah. you were like, you sat here and you were there, like, you yeah, know, with your it's funny. I didn't even know. I'm like, oh, I guess we're, rec- are we starting it now? Right? Yeah. You're like, I think this is natural. Let's just go into I, it. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. First, you had a little bit of nerves. I saw you playing with your hands a little bit at first, but then you see now you have your hands done. There we go. Yeah, but I saw you at first because, of course, everyone when they first sat here, and, mm. and it's a super last minute for everything, but yeah, damn, dude, like, yeah, I am like, <laughs> yeah. I uh, have a couple of questions. I mean, they're still related to like real estate, if that's okay. Yeah, I don't care. Go for um, it. But I think it would be good. It's your time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I have a question in regards to like uh, from uh, uh, someone who's selling a home and then like if you're coming in as a, as a potential buyer, mm-hmm. as a is it really true that people take priority over like all cash? Because if I'm getting a loan, the, but they get the, the the seller is still gonna get the money regardless, right? Um, or is it just the, the it's more expedited if you, cause all cash, you don't have to go well, through Well, I can even help on, on the bank side because sure. no, sometimes things either fall through or like you'll get approvals but there's certain contingencies that need to be done. So okay. for example, oh, this is done contingent on the appraisal yeah. or contingent on the insurance. In fact, there was a realtor who he was trying to close on a loan for a condo and it was contingent on the, the condo questionnaire. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. what happened, they were waiting, they were delaying, they were delaying until the end, they were like, oh, Can't hey, I'm supposed to fund. And they're like, oh, that's because the condo doesn't even have insurance. Yeah, because they don't meet so the they, requirements. They couldn't fill out the questionnaire. So now you had all this in thinking that you had funding, but then when the day came to actually purchase yeah. property, you didn't have all the contingencies so met. So it's cash is like there's no, you're deleveraging risk involving of the closing of the property. That's why, like, if you're going to be financing, you're going to have to offer me a lot more. At least that's what it was before. I think that's going to start dissipating more and more as, you know, houses are more available. Okay. But, yeah, like, I, I never saw so much cash in my entire life, like, with people, like, buying houses, like, cash. Like, I, I even, you know, I had tried to go on several different properties. Like, me and my buddy we were trying to buy, like, a duplex, $1.3 million. Dude, I offered them $1.4 million. I'm thinking hundred grand over, me and him. 20% down, like we're going in pretty, I'm thinking it's aggressive, aggressive yeah. right? But no. Somebody offered them $1.35 million in cash. So like, yeah, they can take my offer at 1.4 million or the guaranteed 1.35 million. To them, it's like, forget the 50,000 if I'm guaranteeing myself money in okay. 15 days on top of that because all they're doing is just waiting for title. You know, with mortgages, you're waiting, especially a deal like that, maybe 30, 45 days yeah. on average in an industry. So for them, if they know I'm going to get over $1.3 million in cash in the next 15 days. Oh, I know it's guaranteed. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a deal. And some people even say, oh, and, and they waive the, the appraisal or they waive the oh, inspection. Like crazy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, financing, yeah. there's contingency. Appraisal, yeah. financing. Yeah, because the, the bank is the one that has to own the, the property and have you pay me back. But I want to make sure that the property that I'm paying as the bank, yeah. 
that um, I know it's good because I'm not going to put all this money up yeah. front for a shit house that has all these problems because now it's not valued at that. And a lot of that, that I'm to, paying for. And a lot of that has to do with your loan officer. And I, I would tell my, my best friend now who's a loan officer and he could see it from the inside. And I tell him, like, listen, there's, there's a lot of loan officers that just got their license. But not even that, they just got the, they just don't know. Like a lot of things, you're, you're getting a pre-approval. That's not going through an underwriter. Like they don't, they just yeah. got their license maybe a year or so. Really? The difference for me, like I got my license, I'm 22, I'm 27 now. So I've been in the industry five years, but not even that. I have people in this industry for five years, but here's the deal. I'm doing volume, right? So if I'm funding, if I'm doing hundreds of deals a month, could you imagine the different, literally the different things and outcomes that are happening to me on a monthly basis? I'm like an open book. Now I'm like, I can be an underwriter at this point. I've, I've gone through every single situation, whereas another loan officer that's only been licensed for like two years, maybe he's only done like five deals. He doesn't know because with time, with anything, like you learn as you're doing and mistakes are happening. Yes. And that's a lot of the times, like I see on a daily basis that the loan officer just doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's saying. Then it goes all the way to final underwriting and it gets denied. But I saw the deal. I'm like, this doesn't work. But they're like, oh, no, no. I'm like, like, listen, you can go with him. That's fine. But it's not going to, I can take your, you can pay money on, you know, inspections and appraisals. And I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just telling you, like, the guideline is not going to allow this to work. So you recognize a bad deal when you see it, like when it's going to fall. Or it's just not going to work. Or, There's something there that's just not going to fly. Or you, you, you recognize it. You yeah, it it's just not going to happen. Like I, my mother, you know, I'm not licensed in Jersey, so I didn't do her loan. But she got someone else. And I'm like, mom, that's just not going to work. Oh, don't say that. You're so negative. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like what you're trying to do, you can't do it. It's not, it's not like one lender has a certain rules and the other one doesn't. Like we all have to abide by the same guidelines and rules. And a lot of loan officers are just not as knowledgeable mm -hmm. to the guidelines and the rules. So they'll just do a pre-qualification. Oh, I'm pre-approved. And then like he said, like all the way to the end, it gets to underwriter. That's why it gets to the end because the underwriter is the one that stamps it at no or yes. And now you're in a contract for 30, 45 days finding out the person didn't close. And I got to relist it on the market, exactly. try to sell it. So cash, uh, cash, cash man, take the cash. Exactly. That's why a cash offer is always like the go-to unless the finance offer is so much better than the cash. Plus they can back it up with like reserves or assets or whatever it is. Then all right. Like if I know the guy is going to go in for a $1.5 million deal, he can prove assets, prove funds, proof of this, proof of and okay, it's a solid deal. A solid client. It's just when you think about all those those cash offers, I mean, where is that coming from? A lot of those are like uh, investors and private equity firms and stuff like that. So it's like, well, what are they going to do with that property? They're going to rent it out and stuff like that versus maybe like a family that they, they're looking for their first time home. So it's also kind of a little bit of compassion because when I'm if I'm selling a home, and I get any day it's business and whatever. Yeah. But if I, if I would, I, I would like to believe I'd rather sell to a family who's trying to get their who foot could in the appreciate, door, who can appreciate yeah, this rather than some fucking guy from overseas who you don't even know all cash. Well, great, but then they're gonna fucking butcher this house and fucking rent it out for you know, so which is gonna contribute to the housing problem that we have. Yeah, I think that's morality wise, guys. Maybe kind of that's, that's like, like a, a wishful thinking. I don't think that's realistic because I think once you end up. In that position, you can't maybe? think of like that. No, because no. it is, you can't separate, you got to separate business from like what you're trying to say. Yeah. But, and it's like, you're not going to risk yourself either because at the end of the day, like you have a family that you have to worry about. And if you know that this is a guaranteed deal and I'm going to get the cash now, let's say I'm buying another property. I need the assets, the cash to do it. Am I going to jeopardize yeah, my the, family just because this person, and it's just not realistic. You just said uh, like, Oh, I just buy, like, Oh, do I buy this other property? Yeah. So you, you can't, see what I, like, I get what you're saying. 100%. Yeah. But I also see the compassionate side. Cause you're like, damn, like 
because it gets to a point where you're just doing it to make more money when right. there's people who don't even have enough and they're yeah. trying to bring the scraps together like an investment. to just buy their first house. But do you feel confident? But now hearing that, which you just said, would you feel confident of me putting, let's say that was your situation. Would I feel confident putting a contract, you putting a contract in my house when you're putting the scraps together? But if you get, if it gets approved from the bank, I'm going to get the money anyways, right? But that's no, what we don't, that's I, the unknown. I know so from your case, side. No, yeah. as on the business side, of course it makes sense because you do want to get guaranteed that you're getting paid. Yeah, I get always that. look after yourself over 100%. your family. It's the next person. It, it, it's just how it is. Yeah, no, and, I, and it, yeah. it's always going to make sense like that. Yeah, but I think circumstances. There is a feeling yeah. that. Yeah, you get a better feeling. Because it, it, it's, <clears> it's like, man, like you already have your money. You already have like all these luxuries. You already have more than one property when you have someone that's like man i would just love the opportunity to have one of my my own yeah. but because the I price would. keeps going up because of these investors i never get the opportunity for example one of my buddies um mm. not even two years ago i remember uh, i was looking for for an apartment with with carlos and we had found a unit that was over by edgewater that was 1800 dollars for a two-bedroom mm. my buddy ends up buying a unit there last year i forgot how much he spent on it but he said dude i have a one bedroom and right now the cheapest that I could rent it for. No, not even. It's like, I, there's another unit that's being rented for that's just like mine for $3,000. So it's like, we went from a two bedroom at 1800 to now 3000. Like, again, I understand the market, but it almost gets to a point like now that person, anyone, they, they're not, they, they can't pay that same amount as they could have right. back then. And someone maybe is like, man, I would love to just live here. But now I can't even because of someone else who's like, well, let me buy this other unit that mm -hmm. I can rent out, make mm -hmm. money when someone else is just trying to just have their own home. And yeah. I think that's like, yeah, a hundred percent. I was just reading this article uh, in New York city, just briefly before we have to wrap up uh, in New York city, apparently they have more Airbnb rentals, short-term rentals now than sure. they have apartments. That. So uh, Mike, what I was actually, it's going to tie into my last question. Where do you see Airbnb in the future? Do you think it's going to be a long-term business? Cause a lot of cities are mm -hmm. cracking down rightfully so, because I get it, you know, like from a business perspective, people are trying to make a, you know, they make a living, but at the other end, you've, you, you're ruining communities because you're having 20, 30, a hundred coming in and out rather than someone actually wanting well, to, to take care of their there. stuff. So what, what do you think about I that? I think Airbnb is going to do astronomically far better than a long-term rental, um, especially yes. in, in an environment that's high in tourism. Tourism, As long as it's allowed, as long as it's-, it's but That's the thing, you can't necessarily, like if you're buying single families, let's say you're buying a duplex, you're gonna be airbnb them. I mean, they can try, but they're not going. I don't think that's realistic, you know, it's in the United States and it's capitalism and it's just yeah. how it is. But um, <laughs> I think Airbnb is gonna keep doing well. If I'm buying an investment property, I'm, I'm gonna throw it up on Airbnb because I'm gonna receive more rent. I'm gonna receive a higher return for the most part. And I'm deleveraging risk by, you know, like getting somebody in there, like the cost of acquisition of getting somebody into the, uh, the unit. And that's the thing. Sometimes you will rent it a little bit less to keep that person in there. And that's where it would make sense, right? If the unit's selling for 3000, I'll sell it, you know, I mean, renting for 3000, I'll rent it for you like 2,500 bucks because I know you're going to be a long-term tenant. Sure. Mm, you know, I get that. it's a deleverage right, right, portfolio, yeah. but I think, I don't think Airbnb is necessarily going to be so much stopped, at least in not in way. Miami. I don't think so. I mean, it's just, it's too big of a business and Miami, just the way they're looking at things. Like if you think about it, Miami is very future thinking. Like even think about it, like we're technically almost like now, like the crypto, like yeah, the crypto yeah. capital. Of so <laughs> I, I don't think Airbnb is going anywhere at all. And I don't think yeah. you can, I mean. But like, like there's some cities, even in Miami, like I think uh, city of Miami, they don't allow like brick and stuff like that. You can't really legally 
through yeah. Airbnb. So if cities are stepping in, mm-hmm. where does that put uh, also Airbnb? I think that was in Miami Springs too. I think that they, I there think was uh, units that they were doing a lot of Airbnb because right. it's close to the airport. Yeah. yeah. So, but now they're like so right. to crack down on it. So the reason why that's happening is because, and that's also Miami Beach too. Miami um, Beach, yeah. Yes, the city is the city. I, I, not that I know of the city is blocking Airbnbs, but. It has a lot to do with the other businesses around that are profiting like hotels, right? So like you can't get an Airbnb in a general area that's high in tourism of hotels because at the end of the day, that is affecting the business of a hotel. A f- right, but, but it's a free market though. Right, yeah. But no, but the, the, here's the tale of those people, those hotels, they these big mo- companies, yeah. they have money. And they, and they, they lobby. They lobby. They right? lobby the uh, everything uh, has to do with, there's a money trail yeah. and everything. Right, so that's why you would see that Places like that, yes, I would say that's going to be restricted because it's going to be messing with somebody's money. When you mess with someone's money, that makes more money than you. Money is power, and unfortunately, sure, that's, sure, that's sure. with everything, right? So, yeah. But I think if you're going to be like outside of skirts of like a residential area, like if you're buying like Shenandoah, if you're buying right um, across like a little Havana, if you're buying general those areas, I mean, there's not really big hotels or anything like that. Those are going to do very well. Um, I'd believe that anything outside of like Coral Gables, like that really rough area, that's like, I mean, look at it now. Like we just said, Winwood, like nobody was Winwood. buying in Winwood, but yeah. that was an upcoming place. So like, I love and it's going to keep going up. It's going to keep going. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be gentrified and, and things like that. So I think that's uh, Airbnb is just going to keep growing and getting bigger and bigger. And especially a place like Miami, everybody wants to live here and everybody yeah. wants a vacation here. And that's why you're going to constantly see people. And I think COVID just accelerated it because now that you have work from home more than ever, that's why you're seeing such high inflation in Miami alone. So many people mm-hmm. migrated. Like, where are you going to live? You're going to live in New York City where there's high, not only do you have, you know, terrible weather, but you have a higher cost of living there in New York City. Like you just said it, like it's very expensive to rent, but then you have state tax, right? You're going to live in, or you're going to live in the beautiful state of Florida to buy a property in real estate is a lot cheaper and you're not paying real uh, state tax because and they're making a million dollars over and state tax. yeah and then they work remote so they make their high salary from new york mm-hmm. while working here but wouldn't they still have to pay state income tax because their job is based off of no no it's new based york. off where you live where you live Mm-hmm. See, man, I'm having some great conversations. Like, yeah. We have to wrap it up, but thank you so much. Yeah, that was a lot. For this insight. <laughs> oh, so, wait, what so time is it? Airbnb gets Peter's stamp of approval. I love Airbnb. Do it. Like, if you're going to be buying real estate, just look into a property of Airbnb. Okay, everybody else was trying to. Yeah, you're going to. And just last thing, I mean, you're going to find right now, like you were saying, like these big companies, they're not buying real estate. They're not buying like these single family residents. If you look at it, like it's multifamily duplexes, multi units. Well, because I heard that's from, where it's be I heard from someone else that, that there was a lot of equity firms that were, they were starting this. to look into single family homes. Yep. Zillow and stuff like that, like buying all these. They lost so much money. Yeah, they did. Oh, look at the Zillow. Yeah. They the earnings are terrible. Yeah, they just said, yeah. They got so much bad press. But it, it's just, they, they, they tried, you know. It's just no. I, I it read was the too, same thing. I read the same too thing. big, too macro, and it's like they were just buying properties over. They lost a ton of money on Zillow. I don't know if you ever looked at that. But yeah. I, I heard, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they, they I, I was reading about that, then they, they ended up oh. stopped doing that. Like, yeah, so a lot of that whole single family, big these places like my yeah. property, a lot of it had to do with like a ten thirty exchange rule that they were thinking about doing, um, oh. where oh. you can't like ten thirty exchange to sell a property and you roll over the proceeds into another property within sixty days. Um, I think it's within a calendar year of tax year, so you have to do it prior to the filing. No, but you that need to like you, need, you think you need to like identify a, the property that you want to start something like that. You yeah, have like a, a window. 
Yeah, well, you have to transfer the proceeds into another property before the end of the tax year. So oh, really? let's say I sell a property in October. I got to okay. close it prior to the tax filing because if not, I'm going to pay a capital gains yeah, tax, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. So a lot of the time oh, they're saying over the tax gets deferred to yeah. So you can defer the taxes and keep deferring and deferring and deferring definitely until yeah. you until you realize gain it. So the, a lot of times what oh. they were gonna what they were trying to like impose like they're trying to limit the 1030 exchange amount that you can do. I think up to a certain amount. And a lot of these big companies, um, they're like, okay, well, if I'm only limited to like a 500,000 or whatever it is, I'm going to start buying into multi, you know, single family residence, which is bad for your average yeah, job because yeah. these big companies have money and they can mm, pay whatever I they want. See, they want. Yeah, I of course. See. But I don't think that's happened yet. I don't know if it's going to, but multifamily is where it's at and you're not going to find them because that's what real estate, like these investors are buying. You're not going to get a good deal. That's why you, if you buy a multifamily right now, it's impossible. Go fuck, go look for it. Duplex um, is impossible. You're going to find, if you do, it's just going to be a property that's completely destroyed, you know? Yeah, and I'll give you a free information right now. That's good. Um, you know, look for a property like in Miami, like you see all these efficiencies that people build. Yeah. Those properties technically are multifamily, but not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I have a friend that he bought a single family. The garage was completely converted into an apartment, just like your efficiency. <laughs> That technically could be seen as a duplex without being a duplex. So you're paying less the money than you would be at a, at a, as a duplex. These big investment firms are not looking into it because they're not la listed or labeled as a multifamily. But mm. you're you're the ones buying the you know the single families that have a converted or an add-on to the back. And now you got yourself a multifamily. That's the only way you're going to get skin again unless you have money. Like should cash. they those investment firms? Should there be regulations against those? No, it's capitalism. It's U.S. You can't do that. <laughs> It's tough, bro, because the, the <laughs> average person, we can't, we can't compete against those You people. can, it's just, there's, there's levels to it. And there's, there's, we need to get money up. You need to get your money. It's not, you can, it's you like, can. when will you, and you will, you and that's will. a whole mentality, yeah, right? Yeah. I can't, like, that's a terrible like vocabulary. Like, I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not going to, like, my goal is I want to be, you know, be, I don't want a million, I want a billion, you know? And I was like, why do you, what do you mean you want a billion dollars? It's crazy, you know, but I will, and I'm going to, and. Just keep that mentality. Yeah. You will. Yeah, and sometimes you just don't know. It's I'm telling you, like you don't know what is going yeah. to be. And it could be this podcast, you know? And sometimes it will be. It will be the podcast. It will be this podcast. <laughs> and and that's the thing. Sometimes it's bigger than you even thought. Like imagine, like how many times you probably ha, has this not been probably like your outcome as so far with the growth? Like it's probably getting better than you probably envision it so short term or whatever. Like it could be bigger than you expected. Like this could be a multi-million dollar podcast. Oh, oh without, without a doubt. I, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I know, I know that it can be. I know we have something genuine, something real. Yeah, something good. We have something good. But something when? Special. Yeah. But when? It's going to happen. It's, it's just a matter happen. of happening. And Well, Peter, you're going to be, uh, you, add, you added some great value to to this podcast. And um, and I, I've gained so much knowledge in the past 70 minutes. So thank you so much. That was I, 70 you know, minutes, huh? Yeah. That we, we, could keep, we could keep going on, <laughs> know, but you know what? <laughs> um, you know, we gotta we start wrapping it up, but man, yeah, right? then you're gonna start you're, getting people skipping the videos, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's fast forwarding a little bit. Don't, don't do that to get my money up. We gotta get the money. That's up. the conclusion of this. Yeah, episode. yeah. I need to get my money up. If, one last thing I'll tell you: like, if whatever you're doing now, I just always think about like, how is this improving or like getting me to my goal? It's just helping me. Yeah. It's just me it's getting not, there. It's just um, a buffer. Forget the flex. Forget the Miami. Forget like I. No, it's not even flex. that. Like, because the thing is, my my big focus is on this, right? And and I want time, and I want time, you know. And it's difficult because time. What? What do you mean? Because I, I work nine to five, and I have 
like I can't even be on my phone. Like I work at a bank. Oh yeah. So, um, and it's very regulated. Like literally I had my phone on my desk and then one of the assistant manager comes in and he goes, you, you can't have it in customer side. Yeah. Jesus. That's what it felt like. And yeah. I was like, Oh, like I knew and I'm like, Oh shit, my bad. I put it in my pocket. But then literally like I, I, I literally look around before I take my phone out of my pocket. Why like, haven't you left? Dude, no, because the thing is, I, you know, it's <laughs> funny because the last guest that we had, he was my old coworker at another job. Yeah. And we quit that job, but I was literally looking for anything yeah. to pull me out of that because it was a very toxic environment. So I found this job and I, the conversation I had with him and even with you, it's like, I know that I, I feel like I just needed something to pull me out of that. But even now where I'm at, I know that this isn't what I want. I just needed something. So and I was saying, I want to give it a shot because it, it it's a good company. Yeah. But I know it's not long-term what I want. What I want to do is this, but I also need cash also to like kind of finance and to help. Have you but thought I, about getting another job though? I just, that's the thing. I'm not sure. Cause like you bring this to the table now and I'm like, I'm here stressed, like barely making 60, 70 grand. Well, maybe with incentives. I don't even know. I just started. I don't know what incentives I'm, gonna, I'm really going to get. But like base is like around 60K. I'm like, you made more than that in one fucking month. And I'm like, there's so much more out there. What am I, what am I not looking for? Mm. What am I missing? What am I not, when I search, what yeah. keywords am I not typing? Learn a skill, like a skill, a trait. That's what I, what I would tell people. Learn how to sell. You know, but you got to take a risk. Like right now you're, it's such a thing as like, oh, what am I going to do? And it's sometimes one day is going to come to you, but you have to actively like keep looking for it. Like it's not going to just, some, I mean, you could be lucky and it's just going to land on your lap. I guess, I guess it also depends it. on, on education because like, I didn't even know that it was as lucrative as you're, as you're saying, like. Yeah. There's a lot of jobs. UPS drivers, right? You just said it's 60, UPS drivers making more than you right now. Not, not insulting you, I promise you. No, you slapped me across the but face. But it's, it's, it's just like, it's the knowledge. I need to be educated, don't have it. dude. So then you you do mortgages. The first thing I'm doing as soon as I get home is mortgage, mortgage banker. Mortgage. <laughs> so mortgage. many people have done that this year. It's funny. What is it? Me. Oh, but that, mortgage, but that's mortgage lender or lend, mortgage. So broker? my it's I'm a mortgage banker, mortgage uh, officer, and whatnot. But yeah, but I will tell you this just because I'm doing it. It's not like a guaranteed thing. No, I know, oh, I know. Uh, you're like but, the top uh, of the top. That's yeah. Kind of what, I think you last. Are. I don't know if this is true or not, but like two months ago, um, my manager told me I was like the number one in the country in production, you know? So Jesus. I don't know. I mean, it was number one in my company and I've always been number one in the company, but I mean, you could do it too, man. Like you don't need to have any experience. It's all about your dedication, your will and your discipline. I could see so, you doing this. You, you can do it. Anyone can do it. If you're hungry enough and you put enough time, it's going to happen. Like it's just, you're not giving up. If you never give up, then you're not, you're, you're eventually you're going to get there and you're going to get it to, to happen for you. But it's about, you know, putting your chest out, chin up, and you're going to get some hits and you're going to take it by the chin. But it's just like that willing never to give up. The same thing with trading, man. I've lost so much money before when I first started, but I knew I'm like, if I learn, I can trade. Mm. I can make so much money, you know? Yeah. So one of our boys, never give up. Trying, he's trying to get into the trading. Never give up. Like, that's a skill. Like, man, I wish that they would teach that in school. Yeah. Teach that in college because, and that goes to show you, you're not learning things in college that are going to make you... They're teaching you how to be an employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, oh, we talked about this. Yeah. You're being, you know, you're just being an average citizen in society. And my you got to oh, crack People got to be like that. I'm like, yeah, that's the 99%, but I'm not trying to be that one. Mm. Being the 1%. So. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, we we got to wrap this Peter, up uh, for real. Yeah, I know. We've been like Jesus. saying this nonsense. We could go, we could <laughs> go for we another can. hour. But uh, Peter, thank you so much. Yeah, guys, I, thank you. We'll stay in touch. Uh, I want to uh, apologize for why? waiting so long to bring oh, you yeah. on. Because he pitched it and like, I was finding out like a time, talking yeah. to Martin, what do you think? And then yeah, we had like, other that. people lined up. Because the thing is, we have episodes, like this episode's 
I want to bump it up actually, given like how the market <laughs> is now, we have to, I think we should have Alex, Alex, sorry, <laughs> work on this one sooner. Yeah. But like, we have so many episodes out like uh, that's cool. in the future. So that's why it takes, it takes a bit. But damn, dude, I'm so happy we brought you yeah, on. Man, we, were, sure. we were like friigging. We learned something. We got you there. Yeah. We friggin' learned so much. So we much. got so much insight. And I'm hoping, given how the market is now, like it's it actually helps the people who are actually listening, like the audience. Yeah. It, it impacts I've, I've them as well. So yeah, 100%. So yeah. I, I want to stay in touch with you because- For sure, hit me up. You know, somewhere in the morning. Absolutely. All right. Well, with that being said, yeah. so yeah, I told you uh, <laughs> yesterday, we do have a final thought. So um, it's time to break up. Before we do that, please, you know, say it to the camera, you can say it to us, something that you live by, something that you want to say to your younger self, something important to you, anything, um, stage is yours. Oh, wow. I feel like I said it already too, but. I think you did. Yeah, right? But I mean. You ended it awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but I always ask. It's just, yeah, just like, don't give up and um, don't just like listen to other people tell you what to do. It's, again, like reflect, look at what they're doing. And if the outcome or wherever they're li- they are in life right now is not where you want to be, then don't necessarily have to listen to them so go against the grain take risk and uh keep going because you don't you only fail if you if you give up so i love it man peter Fuck. so much <laughs> this is one of the, our best episodes so far and i think very knowledgeable in terms of actual things that affect people education educational yeah. and we, we, there's we so do, much more there's it's so crazy. much more we'll have you back on for like a part two <laughs> later on or maybe like we'll see what happens to the market then we can bring you on yeah. as like yeah. a market advisor <laughs> exactly so I mean uh, thank you so much Peter it was an honor to have you thank you for taking the time on a, no, on for a sure. day early morning so yeah, I had oh, to ask my, my girlfriend I was like do we have any tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> no alright cool alright well with that being said thank you so much thank thank you, it's you a guys. true honor with that being said again uh, what I like the videos you know whatever thank you guys for watching thanks we so love much, y'all guys. thank you all for the support you guys are the best ciao